0: Justin. Yo. All right. Ray. Hello. What's going on, guys? Uh, Living the dream. Purple rain t shirt. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Love it, dude. I earlier today I sent uh there was a Arsenio Hall episode where he plays a song called Morning Papers and his and his ex wife is dancing in circles around him. Mm-hmm. And it's a throwaway track on the middle of that one that I think it's the, the sign album. Yeah. The, love, the love symbol. and uh, It's funny because I, I like the song, but the reason why you like the song is because there's a guitar solo in the, at the end of it that's off the chain. It's always funny to me, too, that his ex-wives tended to look a lot like him. Weird, huh? Which is, yeah, yeah. You're so vain. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But anyway, let's move on. We're going to talk pro wrestling. This is a Go Home Heat pro wrestling podcast. I have Justin... Ray here. We're finally back together after a long hiatus due to multiple illnesses in my family. We are all well and ready to rock again.
1: Ray, rock!
0: I wanted to do a year-end review type episode because I felt like this year was a watershed year on so many levels. And we will dive into that after this. Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast here at Go Home Heat our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live action drama art form an art form dating back to Zeus featuring Lincoln and a bear and peaking with RoboCop and Sting. in the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now go home heat. Okay. The year in wrestling 2022, any other year besides this year, If Sasha and Naomi had walked out as champions, Sasha being one of the horsewomen, one of the most important female wrestlers in the history of female pro wrestling, she is her generation's Eddie Guerrero in my mind, and yet she walks out due to something that was said to her by Mr. Scruffy Throat, People Power, John Laryngitis. John Laryngitis. And then Vince promising that he would take care of it, and he didn't. And so they walk out. That would be a huge story any other year. And it may be a huger story going forward into this year as she has returned. Yes. CM Punk, after a seven-year hiatus, comes back. That would be a huge story. Eventually, he can't get along with the people he's working with. Shocker. Gets into a fist fight, his dog gets escorted from the premises, he gets sent on hiatus he heard Larry. Vega saving the dog. Yes. Can you yeah. So that would normally be a big story. Ric Flair had a return final match, sold tons of pay-per-views, sold out an arena in North Carolina. That would be a big story in a normal year. Fought his son-in-law. Fought his son-in-law, absolutely. The NXT reboot would be a big story. Triple H losing, basically, he has a he almost dies. That should be a big story. Loses his baby. They hand it over to his best friend. That would, in theory, be a huge story on a normal year. Paige now, Soraya, after a hiatus, comes back. That should be a big story. Mandy, who PWI said was the most improved wrestler in wrestling this year, quits over, or is fired, whatever you want to say, over the fact that she's got a page, a fan-only page, where she's making more money, makes a million dollars the very first week she's not there anymore. By the way, (laughs) if, if you had her, if you had listened to her this week, she said she's open to coming back. She said... As heartbroken as she was over leaving the WWE, I can't say a bad thing about them because their platform gave me what I have. Smart. she was very smart. She was well-spoken, uh, I rode. thoughtful. Said she felt like she had helped out that locker room. As she had you know, whether you love her wrestling or not, she has been through all of it. Having a woman like that. In a locker room, that can go. Yeah, well, you know, they make you, make you kiss Otis, but that too. You know, that would be a big deal in a normal year. We have NJF taking his ball and going home over CM Punk, and then you know, openly negotiating for a contract elsewhere, forcing Tony's hand to, if nothing else, uh, speed up the process so he quits getting embarrassed in the papers. Mm-hmm. That could be a big deal. Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestled a banger this year. Mm -hmm. That could have been a big story this year. Bray Wyatt came back. Bray freaking Wyatt came back to pro wrestling. That could have been a huge story this year. But all of it pales in comparison to a story that in some ways no longer exists. Because Vince McMahon paid out you know, more than $15 million worth of quiet money to people he's had alleged affairs with over the years, some some of which were co-workers and, or uh, subordinates, which is illegal in most areas. Yes. If nothing else, it doesn't help your board of directors think that things are going along swimmingly. No. And so he steps down through the outside force. And that was your story. As Hunter Hearst Helmsley comes in, rehires a ton of people he had lost. He reboots NXT for the second time in a handful of months. Allows Shawn to continue doing it. His wife takes over as co-COO. We have what seems to be this kumbaya WWE for the first time in the history of the product. Tony Khan is dealing with all kinds of crap. Uh, as wrestler after wrestler after wrestler says, hey, you know, maybe I will go over there now. Maybe maybe Tony's not the only good boss anymore. Maybe, uh, you know, the fact that they pay more over there might matter because it's a good place to work now. William Regal, who left WWE after being canned, goes over to AEW and then goes back because his buddy's back over there. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. And then last week, the beginning of the new year, all of that seems like we don't know how much that matters.
1: Because Vince sees that people are happy and successful, and he can't stand it. It feels like that. It
0: feels like if I can't have it, you can't either. I I think it's a unanimous, I think Tony Khan would, would admit it. I think every pro wrestler in the world would admit it. The WWE product developed more continuity and storytelling, longer matches, better matches due to the fact that they've been given time to do do what they are very good at, their trade. It just fantastic is what has been going on in WWE, which because of that, I feel like AEW also has been great. I, I yeah. think w, AEW has never had... I would say the in-ring lows that WWE can have on episodic television because of the fact that they don't tend to have four-minute matches. And I feel like we're getting a better product. And to this day, we're getting a better product, I feel like, all the way around. And yet, with Vince coming back, forcing the hand, we have him in the, in the midst of another lawsuit.
1: Several lawsuits going on, technically. Because remember, MLW is still suing them for antitrust. And, this, and the court recently let that go forward. Right. So they've got that antitrust lawsuit, which now the feds look like they're going to let advance. They're going to have to start doing discovery and stuff on that. And they've got a lawsuit from shareholders over him booting three people off the board, putting in his own flunkies, and then voting in bylaws so he gets to do anything he wants to. Right. That's not work. Correct. Correct. Could- He has 80% of the shares, but he didn't even bother to go through the right process to do it. know.
0: Yes, yes. He's in multiple lawsuits on multiple levels, but the main thing is the way he forced their hand, the the card he played was the TV deals are coming up, and I will not sign as a 51% shareholder or whatever it is, and his shares are more than everybody else's. Weighted shares, yeah. Weighted Wait, shares, correct. Okay, so what's crazy here is he says, I won't sign off on a TV deal unless I'm involved in the TV deal,
1: so therefore and, I have to be allowed in. He changed bylaws in the, in the corporation to make that corporate policy with his three new people that he brought. Well, not new people, old people that he brought back. Right, forcing three out. Had to talk to him before they could do anything. Correct. Enforcing
0: more than that because we had Triple H and Steph both say they wanted him out. Oh, God, yes. Steph winds up when he comes back. Steph's out within hours. She says, I'm going to retire. She's not going to let
1: herself be tainted with him, I don't think, right now.
0: Well, and that's a more personal thing. Even if Vince and Linda have not been in the same bedroom in a decade. Playing that all out in public is different for a daughter. hmm I would not be surprised if Shane, walking away from the company a few years ago, didn't have something to do with the fact that he was dealing with looking at his father messing around with lawyers. hmm And not in a, not in a, we're messing around with laws manner, with attractive young ladies who happen to be his assistants. Mm-hmm. And, and how much do you expect a young man to deal with something like that? Now, yeah. Hunter doesn't have those issues, probably. He probably has known Vince on that level the entire time they've known each other. So he's probably able to go to work, do his job because he enjoys it, and if Vince were to start interfering, I'll deal with that later. You know, And I think Hunter probably feels an obligation to the talent to not step away. Oh, yeah. Because he knows what will happen to him. So we have Hunter staying in power right now, but now Vince has said, hey, I'm selling the company since he's gotten back. The, the crazy rumors last week of Saudi Arabia buying the company drove us all nuts. How on earth am I going to do the mental gymnastics it requires for me to watch WrestleMania if they're taking blood money, which they've been doing all along, and... It was funny because then a person pointed out on Twitter, and I wish I would have wrote down who it was, you do realize that Disney has one of their primary investors is Saudi Arabia. You realize Warner Brothers primary investor is Saudi Arabia. You realize when you watch any pro wrestling franchise, especially any soccer in Europe, Saudi Arabia has a hold
1: of these things tightly. Well, and let's be honest too about other people who are major investors in Disney and major investors in the NBA and places like that. China. And I'm sorry, if you if you think that Saudi Arabia and China are any different, then you they are vastly wrong because one is way worse than the other. But- well, uh, well, even if you, I mean, evil's evil, but- Evil. But the point of that
0: is- Power right now though. Well, we can go back to it, right? Hey, it's easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle, right? Yep. therefore, for a rich man to get into heaven. True story. That is what someone once told us. Mm-hmm. I think it was a monk hired by a king, but we'll get into that later. That's a different episode. That we have discussed all the things that don't have to do with in-ring action. Let's dive into in-ring action. I want to yeah, start. We got... okay. Yeah, we We can't about it. It's
1: all in the air. Yes. Let's start
0: with match of the year. Ray, what did you think was your match of the year?
1: Um, my match of the year was probably MJF versus CM Punk, the dog collar match.
0: Do you have a second?
1: Uh, probably Gunther Sheamus. Okay. Okay. Justin, what do you have? Do you have any? I'm going to say my top one for me, just because I love just the style and everything about it, was Gunther and Sheamus. Mm-hmm. I think Sheamus golden period right now of wrestling it's amazing. He is he's gotten he's just everything's clicking for him he's probably the most under he's appreciated and he's still the most underappreciated guy right now absolutely I uh I'm, I'm gonna Ooh, i'm gonna be nice to you and my second one it's hard for me to admit but i'm gonna give it it's gotta be seth versus cody man for storytelling and you know i am not
0: right now are, are, are we specifically talking hell and cell match
1: we're talking. We're talking. Yes, we're talking. The I got my, my arms in a sling and I'm walking out here looking like somebody shot me in the chest. You know the beauty of how
0: you can stay on brand by not loving Cody as a wrestler, and have that match as your number two or one. Seth did all the work in that.
1: Did <laughs> all the work. Cody couldn't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Brad is when he could not do anything. <laughs> <laughs> So that technically, that's three quarter Seth, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, and you and you all right. Rollins has had like the best like him and Sheamus are probably neck and neck for best body of work
0: across a year. Oh yeah, I would give you that. We're gonna get there on some of that when we talk about wrestler of the year. But I would definitely say, the thing about what Seth is doing right now is every detail. Roman versus of any other year, Roman and Seth having a program would be a big deal because they're SHIELD members. Seth coming out dressed like the SHIELD, through the stands, and then having Roman get so so angry that he choked him out and took the loss because he, his emotions would not allow him, he was trying to kill Seth. Yes, he had, you know. And the thing was, it had to do with the fact that Seth won't acknowledge me, and the fans, even though he's been a heel now for a long time, the fans love him more than me. After all I've given them, yeah, I'm going to crank this man's neck till he dies.
1: The ref can't One stop version me. of the Rick Rude walking out there with his wife's picture on the front of the punks, man. Absolutely. It was- on game right get opponent so off off balance and it played to those two characters perfectly and seth rollins against cody
0: starts out in polka dots yes right every detail matters with a seth rollins program he always does it. and it's and that's why his matches get so much more than just the fact that he can jump around and, and lift people that are bigger than him and all that. you know, It's so well done all the time. The way he wrestled Riddle and he decided, hey, I'm going to make this guy so crazy, he's physically superior to me in a fight. But he'll get so crazy he'll mess up and I'll step on his head and we'll take this thing home. all it takes. Right. And so I'll, I made a quick list of what I thought were the top seven and then we'll move into the next category. Dragon off Breaker, and Big Head.
1: Dragonoff, Breaker, and Jordan Devlin?
0: Jordan Devlin.
1: That was a banger, and that's my number he seven. In proportion to the rest of his body. It's like he's an Easter Island moa. He's he well or like the Hulk's villain. Yes. Moa. Yes. yes, correct, correct. Okay.
0: Becky Bianca. I thought the program was great. I thought the match was great. Spectacular match. Yes. Seamus Gunther I had in that list. I had Cody versus Guevara. I thought mm. Cody on his way out the door, that ladder match, taking the RKO from the top of the ladder. I thought that was a fantastic. I thought the program was great. Because you didn't know if Cody was leaving or not. The the that last speech that Cody gave wound up being his goodbye to AEW. And we didn't know it at the time, but it starts with Anything you guys want to talk about as the rumors of him being a free agent go? And then he just starts to ramble about how the forbidden door has always been there and you won't acknowledge the fact that it was always me. I was the one who left WWE and started working at all of these places. Me, Mm -hmm. myself, and my huge walking teddy bear took the world over. And Mm -hmm. you guys won't acknowledge it. I brought my friends to Tony Khan's Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium. I did this, and you won't acknowledge me for it, therefore, blah, 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 Sammy Guevara and him have a bank. And I thought it was a wonderful way to leave. Then we have the Briscoes versus FTR, which I thought was incredible. I hate, hate dog-collar matches. And in my top seven matches this year, I have both Punk MJF and Briscoes FTR. They were fantastic. I don't particularly love Bloody. Matches, but it is hard to wrestle somebody, hitting them with a chain, and not split their head open. So it does make some sense.
1: What's this? The genre of match.
0: I thought the two Cody Seth matches were probably one and four, and I I put Cody Seth one over the Hell in a Cell match because I just think it's a better match.
1: Better match. I just thought the storytelling of one-armed man overcoming the odds. And even if I don't like the guy as much as everybody else does, I don't hate him. He's just neutral to me. Right. It, But that story was done so well. And, you know, story can trump match if it's done well enough. Just like match can trump story if it's done well enough.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. My point to why... The Seth match, the first one with Cody, is the better one. Is that Co- Seth told the story without Cody? Kevin Owens had to do it too with Stone Cold, by the way. He told that oh. story of disrespect through the whole thing. He had the best matches all year in the company, but you know, win or lose, he gets picked to lose a lot of them. So he's not going to get this match. And then to me, the return of Cody Rhodes. The Prodigal Son at Mania. The intro of there's more than one royal family in mm-hmm. pro wrestling. And then to have his music hit, Adrenaline in My Veins, and he's coming down the aisle. The crowd was, in, was so into it. And then you had, many times in the past, WWE, these situations, you don't get to go over against the company's main guy. Oh, No. And Seth puts him over. Finger about it. Right. And they have the battle for the pedigree throughout the match. You know, those little details, as Cody had broken the throne, if you know wrestling, you know they're hearkening to the fact that Cody's favorite wrestler was Triple H. And Triple H is the one who said, maybe you need to go be a big deal somewhere else. Mm Mm-hmm. Cody handpicked. Cody's daddy handpicked. Seth freaking Rollins, and told him at developmental, just be yourself. When Terry Taylor said, "Don't be yourself." When Hunter said, "You better listen to Terry." Dusty said, "Yeah, listen to Terry, but don't, don't lose who you are, Daddy." You know, and those things played out before our eyes in that match, and that's why that is my match of the year. You are listening to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Check out our friends at the Gin Project, the G-I-N-N project.com check out our friends at the daily smart your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling and on that note we will end the first part of our year-end review on pro wrestling 2022 part two is easy to find same place you found this one